Today is Friday, August 19th, 2022, and CNN's woke purge begins. Media hall monitor Brian Stelter is fired the same week that Liz Cheney was fired. Good News Friday is kicking off great. Chicago's Obama Center has no money. Joe Rogan calls out the regime. And does Joe Biden have dementia? My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want truth in troubled times, and if you need to laugh, and if you want a little bit of humor in troubled times, we encourage you to head on over to Parlor.com. On Parlor, we have an exclusive show called The Left Camp Meme. Head on over to the platform Parlor. It's a free speech platform, so we can publish all the memes we couldn't publish on other places, and it's an amazing show. Ladies and gentlemen, Parlor, where free speech lives. First of all, we have some sad news for this show. Brian Stelter is leaving CNN. I know. Yeah, apparently he wants to spend more time with his food. (laughs) I kid, the poppin' fresh king. I'm gonna miss him. How much? Well, this much. And the press were so quiet on CNN, you could hear Stelter's stomach growling. I can't control myself. Just like Brian Stelter at Krispy Kreme. Like Brian Stelter trapped in a Frito-Lay warehouse, they eat everything from the inside. Like butter at Brian Stelter's dinner table, it's spreading everywhere. No heartfelt birthday wishes from CNN's chubby, grubby Teletubby. CNN's roly-poly gossip goalie. But anyone who thinks that boobs are more common in women than in men clearly have never seen Brian Stelter jogging. That worked out about as well as Brian Stelter's personal trainer. But hey, let's cut Brian some slack. He's got a lot on his plate right now. (laughs) What the hell am I going to do now? Ladies and gentlemen, we are so sad to report that our show will be missing somebody big time. Much like my diet misses carbs. We will be missing the carb of the potato on CNN. Brian Stelter, who was fired yesterday along with all of his staff as his ratings plummeted through the floor. His show just averaging 700,000 viewers. That's worse. That's, that's worse than our show, and we're not on CNN. <laughs> Anchor says it's been a rare privilege. Okay, Brian Stelter, the man who has been called the palace eunuch by Tucker Carlson, the man who very much resembles a potato spud from Idaho, had a little sprout on CNN for a very long time. He's one of the biggest fake news purveyors in the industry. He was fired yesterday in a massive shakeup. Chris Licht is the new president at CNN after the embarrassing and just humiliating garbage pile that was Chris Cuomo and that was Jeff Zucker and all those guys have resigned and now there is a new sheriff in town Discovery buys Warner Media which owns CNN and the guys at Discovery are going to clean house they said they're going to do it and Brian Stelter is one of the first woke mobs to go Brian Stelter's show Canceled. He had a Sunday show. Stelter himself fired from CNN. He'd been a mainstay at CNN for quite a while. Jeffrey Tubin also hit the bricks this week as the CNN's legal analysis, Lubin Tubin. This guy masturbated on a Zoom cam in front of his colleagues. Complete creep. Brian Stelter himself is a complete creep. Brian Stelter himself is extremely cringy. Stelter show is... Unwatchable. Stelter's show is uh, a 
absolute ratings nosedive for CNN, averaging just 700,000 viewers this year and getting completely clobbered, of course, by its rival on Fox News. Brian Stelter, of course, one of those people who, much like your average leftist, you wouldn't want to have at a party, you wouldn't want to invite over uh, to hang out with you. He clearly doesn't know uh, 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 what it would be like to ever have been invited to a party. Brian Stelter, some of his best clips we have to play before you. Brian Stelter talking about Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter in the context of, hey, this is what it'd be like to be invited to a party with no rules. Wow. Brian Stelter, take it away. Look, who knows? I, I think that's, a, a, that's, a, that's a, an example of a broader question for Twitter, which is, if you... Uh, if you get invited to something where there are no rules, where there is total freedom uh, for, for everybody, do you actually want to go to that party? Or are you going to decide to stay home? And that's a question for Twitter users. Some Twitter users might love the idea that there's going to be absolutely no moderation and no rules at all. Others might not want to be anywhere near that. Am I, am I crazy, Matt? No, no, you're right. And what, what happens to the advertising? I mean, if there's no moderation or little moderation, do the right. advertisers stay away? What does that do to the, yeah. the business prospects for Twitter itself? All I right. think that's very much... This is like being invited to a party where there's no rules. Could you imagine getting invited to a party without a big laundry list of rules? Don't use this bathroom. Don't touch this in the fridge. Don't touch this outlet if you need to charge your phone. These are the kind of parties that Brian Stelter must be invited to. Or perhaps maybe Brian Stelter's just never been invited to a party in his life. And now he's been kicked out of the lamest party in all of media, the CNN party. We don't know what Brian Stelter is going to do next. Who knows where he will wind up? We hope he goes into potato farming. Brian Stelter also getting totally and completely owned during his time on his show. The old clips are so cringeworthy. We dug them up for your viewing pleasure. It is Good News Friday. This is the Friday show where we try and bring you a little bit of happiness, especially at the end of this week where there's some darkness certainly happening in this country. And if you didn't tune in to our live with Steve Bannon last night, we went for an hour and just had a spectacular conversation about the spiritual warfare going on in this country. So important. Such a valuable conversation for especially young people and young men. Steve Bannon, one of those guys who just has a lot of wisdom. Brian Stelter, one of those guys who has no wisdom, actually. Brian Stelter uh, saying that Michael Avenatti is probably going to be the president in 2020. Clip three, take it away. Looking ahead to 2020, uh, one reason why I'm taking you seriously as a contender is because of your presence on cable news. Okay, how about Brian Stelter getting roasted for his CNN viewership? CNN's ratings would be in the toilet without Donald Trump. You know that's not true. You're, you're, you're playing for laughs. So Brian Stelter getting roasted to his face saying that, Brian, that CNN's viewership would be in the toilet without, without Donald Trump. And they are so right. In fact, Brian Stelter's entire show was essentially based on a Trump derangement syndrome segment after segment after segment after segment, including but not limited to times when the Trump family themselves made fun of Brian Stelter and made fun of, you know, him looking kind of like a potato and Mr. Potato Head and, well, Brian Stelter had this to say. 
On Friday, I was about to go get dinner for my kids when Donald Trump Jr. attacked me in his speech at CPAC. Um, something about me looking like a gender-neutral potato. And then the tweets started rolling in on my computer, people telling me about Donnie Jr. insulting me. And I thought of some really cutting responses, some really clever ways to reply, some way to go viral. But then I stopped. I didn't post anything. It was just another distraction. He wanted me to respond. This was just more BS fuel for the culture war. And it does not matter. The best thing we can do for each other in this world of tweet storms is to refuse to be confused by that noise, is to refuse to be distracted. There is too much real news going on. There's no time for potato heads. We are particularly sad because the memes will be less beautiful in our news feeds. The memes have lost some of their favorite meme material. This year alone, we have lost some of our favorite meme material. Liz Cheney, for instance, lost her job this week. Jeff Tubin lost his job. They're going to drift off into irrelevance. They're going to make their new Lincoln project. Brian Stelter, losing. we're losing some of our favorite things to meme but we weren't sending him off without a bang. Tucker Carlson had a beautiful goodbye moment for Brian Stelter. He called him the palace eunuch, but of course the palace lost its dwarf king in Jeff Zucker. Jeff Zucker, dude, I've met Jeff Zucker. He's like four feet tall. He really is a dwarf king. And Brian Stelter's only job was not to report on the press. Brian Stelter's only job was to simply be the apparatchik that parroted the orders of the dwarf the Dwarf King, Tucker Carlson himself, roasting Brian Stelter, perhaps one last time. Take it away, Tucker. Another milestone in the passing parade. We thought we'd note that. Andy, right now. That was cold. Funny as hell about Humpty, but cold. That was, that was served up uh, rightly so. He's kind of like a fox stalker, I think. So um, we'll, we'll have our comments coming up, Tucker. Thank you. Best of luck. Rest in peace. Thank you, Sean. Rest in peace, Humpty. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Humpty. Man, dude. I mean, like, seriously, Brian Stelter never gets a break and did not get cut a break at all. Brian Stelter has never cut calories. Brian Stelter does never do cuts. Brian Stelter had uh, a very special... Very, very special sign-off from Greg Gutfeld. It's actually how we started this show, but it is one of the most savage clip-after-clip-after-clip breakdowns we've ever heard of Brian Seltzer. And I think at the end of this segment, we're just going to have to play it again because it is truly beautiful. The cold open, ladies and gentlemen. Greg Gutfeld taking his last carvings out of the Stelter table. Go. First of all, we have some sad news for this show. Brian Stelter is leaving CNN. Oh. I know. Yeah, apparently he wants to spend more time with his food. <laughs> I kid the poppin' fresh king. I'm gonna miss him. How much? Well, this much. And the press were so quiet on CNN, you could hear Stelter's stomach growling. I can't control myself. Just like Brian Stelter at Krispy Kreme. Like Brian Stelter trapped in a Frito-Lay warehouse. They eat everything from the inside. Like butter at Brian Stelter's dinner table, it's spreading everywhere. No heartfelt birthday wishes from CNN's chubby, grubby Teletubby. CNN's roly-poly gossip goalie. But anyone who thinks that boobs are more common in women than in men clearly have never seen Brian Stelter jogging. 
That worked out about as well as Brian Stelter's personal trainer. But hey, let's cut Brian some slack. He's got a lot on his plate right now. <laughs> What the hell am I going to do now? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a major problem. The meme, the meme economy has now, has now lost a great hero of the meme world. Brian Stelter is gone. His show, which has collapsed in the ratings, as we have said, lost 26% of its total audience versus last year. Critics were calling for Selter to be sacked earlier this year after he failed to report on the open secret of his boss, Jeff Zucker's affair with one of the other staffers at CNN, someone named Allison Golist. An anonymous cable news veteran said Brian Stelter should be calling his agent to start looking for a job. He has been Zucker's water boy for too long. A source told TheDailyMail.com that Christopher Licht is really going to focus on CNN turning a corner. He actually listens to what people want and is not driven by ego. So, ladies and gentlemen, we do see, for the first time, CNN cleaning up its act in many, many years. Brian Stelter has been there for quite a while and is now going to be seeing the unemployment line. Brian Stelter, we wish you no luck, actually. We hope that you never find another job in media, and we hope that you can go and do the thing you've always wanted to do, which is to go into PR for the Democrat Party, and you'll probably be hired by Barack Obama, who's going to need to spin this latest bit of news from the Obama Center. The Obama Center apparently has no money. This is an incredible report from the Wall Street Journal. Again, it's Good News Friday, so we'll only share with you the good news. The Obama Foundation released its annual report and 990 tax form showing that they have no cash. They're not able to meet their fundraising goals, and they're having a very, very shaky time keeping the center going forward. It looks like no hope and change for Barack Obama. The foundation who has a 2020 annual report exhibited that their financial status is in total peril. They need to raise $300 million in annual donations. Boy, that's like three or four Netflix contracts for Barack Obama. Netflix allegedly paid Barack Obama some $100 million to do some stupid like nature show. It's unbelievable. What, I mean, if in a fair world, where are you going to do that for Trump? Again, if Netflix gave Donald Trump a show, people would actually watch it. Nobody watched the Obama show, even though it was on the front page of Netflix, why, part, partly why my family canceled Netflix. Nobody actually watched the Obama show. But here we go, ladies and gentlemen, $300 million in annual donations. They need it for four straight years to meet their future construction and operating costs. So you're looking at, like, you're looking at an, a center that's going to be need, needing billions of dollars. Leave it to Barack Obama, man. Maybe he'll get like a, a billion cut out for him in the new Joe Biden Build Back Better plan. I mean, maybe. They just spent, how much did they spend? They just spent like $700 billion. Break one off for your boy, Barack Obama. A billion dollars to run your center? A billion dollars? The 2021 return revealed that the foundation had raised only a meager $159 million. 8% less than it raised in 2020. These dollars must pay for all foundation activities, including payroll, fundraising, public relations, scholarship, and grant programs. The foundation reported last year that it spent $115 million on construction costs without indicating either total project construction costs or estimated timeline completion. 
It's crystal clear that no sudden reversal of fortune will allow the foundation to meet its 2020 targets of raising more than $1 billion. Oh my God. How much money? How much money does Obama need? How much? This is the number one purveyor, by the way, of the waters are going to rise. Remember, he said the waters are going to rise. You got to elect me as president because I'm going to be able to roll back the tide of the ocean, roll back the tide of the sea, and waters shall waters will begin to recede. Okay, this is what Barack Obama said would happen if you elect him as president. Now he goes out and tells you that global warming is happening and that the waters are going to rise and it's going to flood the entire world. Yet Barack Obama concurrently has. Two houses, we can count them, two. Maybe there's more that we don't know about. But two right now in Hawaii and in Martha's Vineyard that are right on the water. If Barack Obama believed his own BS, then why wouldn't he put his houses on the mountaintops? Why not build your houses in Aspen or in Breckenridge? Why not build up in the mountain? If you actually believed the dog crap that you're shoveling, why would, why would you build your mansions on the water? Those people are idiots. Truly, they are so very stupid. The foundation insisted that it did not have the reserve dollars needed for the building costs. Obama's building himself essentially a temple in Chicago, like in the worst part of Chicago, in these the, like neighborhoods that don't want him there. By the way, Barack Obama's had to go to these neighborhoods in Chicago and argue as to why he should be allowed to build his center there. The neighborhoods complain about it. They don't want some gaudy Barack Obama temple to be built inside of a neighborhood, inside of these places that are already, I mean, it's like Iraq-level war zones. There's been, it's more deadly to be walking around in the streets of Chicago than Kiev right now. Cost estimates ballooned from $350 million in 2018 to $700 million. Well, that's from the guy who brought you Obamacare. At least he's on brand. The foundation ignored its contractual obligations to update its financial projections before the closing of the site. As part of another requirement to close on the site, the foundation needed to raise $470 million. Whoa. Let's say you're walking down the street and you see Paul Pelosi wobbling and wandering out of a bar and he offers to give you a ride home. Would you get in his car? Let's say Hunter Biden offered to take your laptop to the repair shop. Would you let him? Of course not, because you're a smart person. So why would you let Hunter Biden's father and Paul Pelosi's wife Nancy and Joe, run your bank account. Of course you wouldn't. Why are you trusting these people to manage your money? They are doing a horrific job of it, and you can see the signs of that all around the country. Inflation is going insane. Inflation is real. The real CPI is at another 40-year high. The recession is real. They're lying to you. There is a recession, and if your money is tied up in the U.S. dollar, then you are messing with fire. You are getting inside of that passenger seat with Paul Pelosi at the wheel slurring his words. It's critical for you to take a hard look right now at your family's value, income, and savings and say, wait a second, it's time to diversify. Gold and silver is what I suggest through my friends at Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898 to get a free information kit on how to diversify your savings with precious metals. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and countless five-star reviews. I myself have used Birch Gold and I now have some of my savings diversified into actual, literal, physical gold that I can hold in my hand and it is a wonderful feeling, ladies and gentlemen. Text Benny to 989898 to get a Birch Gold Info Kit today and start learning about real value. So they may not be able to actually build the Obama Temple. 
We'll see. If you're listening right now, please do not donate. We want to see this thing collapse. We want to see Barack Obama have to open up a lemonade stand in Gary, Indiana, uh, in order to crystallize his historic, historic presidency. Obama doesn't even live in Chicago, by the way. Like, why are you putting it in Chicago? Obama lives in Martha's Vineyard and in his mansion in Hawaii. Both of them are on the beaches. Obama doesn't live in Chicago. Stop putting your presidential library in a place that you don't care about. By the way, nobody wants to visit Chicago. It's like the deadliest city in America. Crime is spiking. Like all these like low information blue on people into Chicago. And they're going to get, I mean, it's like you've seen what happens on the streets of Chicago, man. You're going to threaten your own people. You're going to make sure that these like little families that want to come visit your library, whatever it looks like in its final form, which we hope is just a dumpster on fire, which would be a proper resemblance of the Obama presidency. We, you're going to like put those people in threat. You're going to threaten them. But I guess it's kind of perfect because you would want those people to see what they voted for. So maybe I am for this, actually. I reverse course. Maybe I'm for it. Uh, Barack Obama, definitely open up whatever flaming dumpster fire of a presidential library you want inside of Chicago and bring all these like brain dead libs uh, into the south side of Chicago and let them see firsthand the kind of culture that the left is building there. The left is losing culture. The left is losing pop culture. It's losing the American people. The left is losing. And One of the greatest indicators of that is Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is not of the right. Joe Rogan is a man of the left. Joe Rogan is a Bernie Sanders supporter. But dude, when Joe Rogan, when you've lost Joe Rogan on an issue, that means that you have broken anything that could be seen as a concentric, centrist opinion. Joe Rogan has been wrecked over the FBI raid. The FBI raid breaks Joe Rogan. Now, Joe Rogan does have tendencies to be based on certain topics, but Joe Rogan himself, again, not a Republican, not a Trump fan, said he doesn't, said he's not a Trump fan. So you got to take the guy at his word, was a Bernie Sanders supporter. So Joe Rogan is sitting there saying, yo, this is the thing that breaks me. And so Joe Rogan, again, the canary in the coal mine was on air saying that this is the thing that's going to break me, this FBI raid, because we know what it's all about. This is about the political persecution of Donald Trump. If you're red-pilling Joe Rogan over this, imagine what's happening to the rest of the country. And we'll get to those polls in just a second. Here's a clip from Joe Rogan's show saying, yo, what's happening with the FBI raid of Donald Trump is what happens in third worlds. You're losing Rogan. You're losing. Take it away. Arguing that, that he's been given a ton of fuel, like they just poured rocket fuel in his engine. I think that's absolutely true. I mean, if you just look at the fundraising he's done off the back of this already. Legally, like what did they find? Oh. And is he actually, is he actually in trouble? Because I think the goal was to try to knock him out of the 2024 elections. The goal was to try and knock him out of the 2024 elections. Now we covered in depth, we devoted the entire show yesterday, and we encourage you to, to watch it or re-listen if you're on podcast, and please, thank you, and please, once again, subscribe to our podcast and subscribe to our page. We deeply appreciate it. It's the number one way you can help this show out. Yesterday's show was all about what's actually happening at Mar-a-Lago. We now know, because of whistleblowers inside of the FBI and because of agents who are speaking, high-level Justice Department agents that are speaking, to the reporters at Newsweek, which is the site that broke this incredible story yesterday, that the target of the FBI raid was the documents that Donald Trump had declassified about Russiagate. 
This is the bombshell of all bombshells. And we don't want to rehash a show that we just spent an hour. We spent an hour yesterday breaking this all down. But Donald Trump declassified, which is his power under the Article 2 of the Constitution, as embodying the executive. He is the embodiment of the executive. Therefore, all power to classify and declassify emanates from the executive. Donald Trump openly and publicly declassified these documents yesterday. It was something that he tweeted. It was something that he released a presidential memoranda on. And Donald Trump reshared that memoranda on Truth Social, thus proving that we were exactly right. We were over the target. What they were after is not the classified documents. It's the unclassified documents. The documents that Donald Trump had for himself, because Donald Trump was president and he was able to peer into the operation to sabotage his presidency vis-a-vis the meetings inside the White House, Barack Obama present, Joe Biden present. According to James Comey's notes, it was Joe Biden who said, why don't we go ahead and use the Espionage Act to put General Flynn in jail? Why don't we use the Espionage Act to go after General Flynn? They were the most scared of General Flynn because General Flynn knew where all the bodies were buried. Donald Trump was able to go in. He was able to capture those documents. There's nothing classified to the president, right? There's no such thing as a classified document to the president. The president can see anything he wants. The Kennedy assassination documents, the Roswell notes. He can go walking into Area 51. The president can do whatever he wants. The president can declassify whatever he wants. We wish Donald Trump had went really hard in the paint, right? And been like, here's the JFK docs. Here's the Roswell alien space crashes. Here's what we know about life forms on other planets. Donald Trump was able to yesterday show definitively what the FBI was after. And again, we're just doing a very brief rehash of the show here, but here's what it was. And there's one tell. There's one tell. One, you have leakers inside of Newsweek from the Department of Justice going to Newsweek and saying, hey, what we were after is actually declassified documents, not the classified documents, the declassified documents that damage Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and Joe Biden in the Russia collusion hoax. Those are the things that we're after. That's what we went in to get. Now, how do you know this is all correct? Because they took Donald Trump's passports. How do you narrow, how do you weave all that together? Because where would you keep a passport? Inside of your safe. Where would you keep the most precious, valuable items inside your house, inside your safe? If your house is on fire and you get your kids out, what's the next thing you go to? Well, probably your safe, the things inside of your safe. I have a safe in my house. That's where we would keep our most precious documents. That's where we would keep the title to our homes, cars, passports, things like that. And so Donald Trump kept his passports in his safe. And Donald Trump's safe was cracked open by the FBI and they grabbed everything inside of it, erroneously collecting his passports. Donald Trump released the emails with the FBI about those passports and that's what they took. They were taking the declassified documents and they said so. Joe Rogan nails it in that clip. Joe Rogan said this is about 2024. And he said this is about them stopping him from running. And you know what? Top agents at the Department of Justice said the exact same damn thing. They said, this is about 2024. They told this to Newsweek yesterday that they were scared that Donald Trump would use these classified documents 
in order to prep a 2024 run. And if they tried to pull the same type of scandals against him, that he would then drop the documents. It was leverage. They were going after Trump's leverage. That's what this was all about. This is a political operation. It's worse than Watergate. And Joe Rogan, again, saw it, sees it for what it is. Our show yesterday covered it for what it is. This is what's happening, ladies and gentlemen. This is what's going on. And oftentimes, Joe Rogan is right. There are very few people in the world that have full jars, full of nickels, for I was right. You can throw a nickel in the Steve Bannon jar. You can throw a nickel in the Alex Jones jar. You can throw a nickel in the Tucker Carlson jar. And I got to tell you, man, Joe Rogan often right on these things. Doesn't weigh in super heavy on politics, but when he does, he clocks them and he levels them. And he's right. Boom. He's right. Joe Rogan called it. This is all about 2024. And, whoo, man, the FBI themselves and the agents of the DOJ literally said this to Newsweek yesterday. They said it. This is all about 2024. Something that won't surprise you at all is that I am addicted to my cell phone. Why? Well, because I run a digital news company and at The Benny Show, we have 10 employees and they need to be online and their service needs to work and we need to make a profit to keep in business. So I have got to be balancing my budget as well. So how do you stay online and balance a budget, especially in these tight economic times? Use Pure Talk. We use Pure Talk at The Benny Show. It is the official sponsor of The Benny Show, and their service is incredible. It is the most reliable 5G network in America, and for just 30 bucks, you can get talk, text, and data on America's best network. And with the code Benny, you get 50% off your first month. Most families save around 75 bucks by switching over to Pure Talk. That's like a tank of gas. And who couldn't use an extra tank of gas in Joe Biden's America? So go over to puretalkusa.com and use the code Benny to get 50% off your new cell service today. And if you need one more reason to do it, you provide American jobs by doing this. Pure Talk is run by a United States military veteran, is their CEO man. They want America to win and you will win if you switch to Pure Talk today. Use the code Benny to get 50% off. Donald Trump and getting rid of his leverage. So there we go. Why would Donald Trump want to run in 2024? Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you a couple things. One, we are excited for tonight. If you are in the Midwest, if you are in Ohio, I will be going straight from this show directly to the airport, flying to Youngstown, Ohio. Going to be hanging out with my boy, Ron DeSantis. Giving a speech, turning point action with Ron DeSantis in Youngstown, Ohio. We're going to be rallying with J.D. Vance, who's just a total G. Such an awesome dude. He's running for Senate there. The energy is real. Again, we showed you the polls from yesterday. Republicans have a five-point advantage since the FBI raid. They had a 10-point advantage before the FBI raid. Now a 15-point advantage the FBI raid has backfired catastrophically, and now there is a five-point advantage for Republicans. This raid has blown up metaphorically in their faces. So as they use whatever they use to crack open Trump's safe, maybe they use little charges that, that blow up in their faces is real. It is catastrophic, and the energy is 
for real for our side. Can't wait to be with uh, Ron DeSantis tonight. Can't wait to be on stage with J.D. Vance. Total ballers, complete patriots. And if you're in that area of the world, we hope that you stop by. I would love to meet you and see you. The reason why Donald Trump is going to want to run for president in 2024 is that Joe Biden, Joe Biden wants to run for president in 2024. And the White House announced definitively this week that Joe Biden is definitely running. They sent out little apparatchiks onto the cable news shows and the Sunday shows. Joe Biden's running. Joe Biden is running, they said. He's going in. So ladies and gentlemen, this is the for real deal. We think that Biden would have bowed out already and would have let the field coalesce before now. We think he's actually going to try and do it. They're going to try and do it. Now, we have a few problems here. And I guess this is the story that we wanted to cover. Jill Biden has COVID right now. Joe Biden had COVID. And then he got COVID again. And then Joe Biden had COVID for actually weeks. Was quarantining, doing those weird Zoom calls. Report out from the Daily Mail that COVID can raise the risk of dementia and psychosis in sufferers for up to two years. Whew. This is a little scary here for Joe Biden. We know that Joe Biden already is dementia prone. Now, why do we say that? Because we're just being mean? Well, no, because actually we've been categorizing what dementia looks like when you, when you have it. Dementia looks like having the inability to control your temper, not knowing where you are, forgetting what you're doing, forgetting uh, like the people that you're speaking to at the time. Remember, Joe Biden forgot that he shook Chuck Schumer's hand 10 seconds after he shook his hand. We played that clip earlier in the week. Yo, Joe Biden has his problems. You can see it plainly, but you can also see it plainly inside of Hunter Biden's texts. Hunter Biden was texting with a Biden family medical professional. And that man said that Joe Biden had overcome dementia. You can find him in the text. So what does that mean? Somebody should ask. I would love to hear from the Biden family. What does it mean that Joe Biden has overcome dementia? How is that even possible? The Biden family says so. This study said that experts studied over 1.2 million people with COVID and found that new diagnoses of dementia and seizures and brain fog were more common during the two years after having the virus. Delta and Omicron variants were likely to be disorders, uh, more disordered than the Alpha variant. And it's clear that Joe Biden is the one, Joe Biden definitely got the Delta or the Omicron variant because Joe Biden got COVID just these last couple of weeks. The Delta and the Omicron variants were linked to more disorders than the Alpha variant. Lead professor Paul Harrison from the University of Oxford said in a study uh, that brain conditions linked to COVID may far outlast the pandemic. Whoa. Okay. So what do we have last week? Let's go ahead and look. Let's go ahead and do like a, a medical diagnosis visually with our eyeballs of Joe Biden and how he is behaving over the last week. Joe Biden walked into a bill signing for this uh, in, in inflation, hyperinflation bill that he just passed. A couple, uh, three quarters of a trillion dollars bill, right? $700 billion. Joe Biden walks in with a mask, coughs into his hand, <laughs> coughs into his hand like multiple times, what, shakes a bunch of people, so takes his mask off, then starts coughing, hacking, shakes a bunch of people's hands down the line, and then, and then rubs his hand all over a pen and then hands that pen to Joe Manchin. Maybe this is a slight to Joe Manchin. We're not sure. But Joe Biden, man, not looking well 
after his quote-unquote COVID recovery. Remember, Joe Biden still has COVID right now, so the typhoid Mary, Joe Biden, just passing that along to his family. Somebody check on uh, Champ or whatever his German Shepherd's name is. Big problems inside of Biden world. Then Biden went immediately back onto vacation. Biden had already been on vacation for two weeks, and Joe Biden went back on vacation. Peter Ducey not getting a chance to actually ask him any questions and pretty pissed off about it. Check it out. Person is exposed to COVID. They no longer have to quarantine. There is one standard that remains for unvaccinated and vaccinated. And it was updated six days ago. It says wear a mask as soon as you find out you are exposed. But this president who says he always adheres to the CDC guidelines just didn't do that. He took the mask off at a bill signing, coughed, shook hands, and had several key Democratic leaders hovering over him, maskless, just hours after the first lady's negative test. Got it. So Joe Biden breaking his CDC and COVID protocols, coughing and hacking onto everyone. We've shown you the slow motion clip. It's hard to watch it, where Joe Biden actually spits out of his mouth into a woman's face. This was during the, it's a couple months ago, during the Virginia uh, gubernatorial election. Oh, it's just disgusting. This Joe Biden is just such an old, diseased, syphilitic, very dandruffy man. What does he smell like? He smells like Munster cheese in the summer sun mixed with a hot Werther's original. Joe Biden is taken off the block by Tucker Carlson this week, who was back. And we love it when Tucker Carlson was back. When Tucker Carlson's out for a week, it's like you lose the messenger of the movement. And Tucker Carlson was back this week and had this absolute haymaker against Joe Biden. Go. Credit for purchasing heat pumps and rooftop solar, electric stoves, ovens, Add dryers. For a second. So you, you watch that and you realize maybe they are going to run him again because he doesn't actually exist. He is merely a conduit through which they change America. He has no idea what he's saying. He reads the script. He seems kind of non-threatening and out of it. That may seem embarrassing to you, a problem to you. You wonder, what does his wife think of all this? It's so demeaning and degrading. It's cruel to do this to a guy, feed him full of drugs and have him read someone else's script. But if you're trying to change the country really fast, this is very useful to you. So, of course, they're going to run him again. So Tucker Carlson saying, I guess what we're saying on this show, that Joe Biden is running again. Wow. Wow. There's a train of thought here that says that this entire FBI raid is something to get Joe Biden out of office. It's an impeachment trap, and that it's going to result in a new Watergate. Maybe. It depends on how hard the Republicans fight. We'll see. We will see. They have subpoenaed Ron Klain, which is a big step in the right direction. That's the White House chief of staff, the real president of the United States. They've subpoenaed Ron Klain. The Republicans have already sent preservation notices for their eventuality of running Congress in the next matter of months. I think we're about 80 days away from the midterm election, so that's going to be exciting. But Tucker's saying, yo, they're going to run Biden again because he just, he's just too easy. It's too, he's too diseased. It's too simple to control this man. They just give him the teleprompter, and he poorly reads everything, and everyone just expects nothing from him. Even when you give him a chance to tell a story in a moment where you couldn't mess it up, like when he's nominating Katanji Brown Jackson to the Supreme Court, you just kind of go through the motions, right? So you have, yeah, you know, you have this black woman on the Supreme Court. Oh, you can't define what a woman is. All right, you know, that's a problem. But nonetheless, you, you know, she's filling the place of a leftist on the Supreme Court. 
Breyer's retiring. Katanji Brown Jackson's going to, you know, she's going to sail through the Senate. You got a couple of Republicans that are going to vote for her. Um, pretty embarrassing confirmation hearings, but no one was really going to go hard in the paint. Not like she's Brett Kavanaugh. She didn't drink beer once. So really, when you're nominating her, you just got to like, you just got to like be like, hey, here's Katanji Brown Jackson. Uh, the end. Joe Biden also can't put on a jacket. Why is this important? Well, as we've covered, the inability, a sign of dementia is having the inability to move around and having fluidity in your gait. Many doctors say this. The myelinization of your nervous system and your sympathetic nervous system, the ability to like do simple and, uh, and, 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 and smooth movements of your body, buttery movements of your body. And I didn't use the word buttery. Uh, I did use the word buttery, actually, because I'm sure Brian Stelter has nothing else to do this morning. I'm sure Brian Stelter's watching. We wanted to make sure Brian Stelter, you know, gets hungry and gets well fed. Just a just a, a smooth, buttery movement of your body. That's what happens when you have a functional nervous system, right? You can you can go with the flow. He can't get his jacket on, people. He can't get a jacket on, and he doesn't have the sensory like. So if my glasses if my glasses were to fall during this show. Do you think I would like no? Like I would try. I would try my best to catch him. I ain't telling you that I'm some type of NFL receiver here. I don't have sticky hand, but I would probably feel them falling. I have a bunch of. I have like two little kids, right? They're always up in my arms. I can feel it when they're slipping. Joe Biden couldn't sense that at all. Glasses fall right off his face. It's what happens to our economy under this type of leadership. This is controlled decline. They want Joe Biden to destroy America. This is the purpose. He's too useful, as Tucker said. They're getting too much of what they want with Joe Biden in the White House. So they probably will keep him. Get ready. Biden 2024, ladies and gentlemen. It's happening. And we're here for it. We're going to be here for the entire trip. Speaking of trips, I got to catch a flight. I'm going up to Ohio again to speak with Ron DeSantis on stage and J.D. Vance. It's going to be an awesome rally. If you're near Youngstown, Ohio, stop on in. The information's all over our social media pages. There are still some tickets available, I think. They told me last night they're at 95% capacity. So get on in there, grab yourself a ticket, and come see your boy. Ladies and gentlemen, Biden is collapsing, and Biden definitely has dementia, and they're gonna just they're just kind of keep running him. So I guess even though we've lost Liz Cheney this week, and even though we've lost Brian Stelter this week in memoriam, we'll do like an Oscars, we'll do an Oscars show at the end of the year. We'll do the in memoriam for the meme content that we've lost this this year. So sad, Jeffrey Tubin. Okay, again, Jeffrey Tubin, we lost. Oh, such a sad week. I guess we'll keep Joe Biden. And Joe Biden's been like the best thing to ever happen to the memers. Joe Biden's been the best thing to ever happen to this show. And you have been the best thing to ever happen to this show. We've seen some record viewership. We've had some great guests over the last week. Cash Patel, Rick Grinnell, Mike Davis, senators, members of Congress, and Steve Bannon last night for a full hour. So awesome. We say thank you. We love you. You're the reason why we do this show. You. It's not, this isn't just pablum. This is real. We are here to build a movement. We are here to make sure that you get the news that lifts your spirits and enlivens your heart. We must be joyful warriors. We must be happy warriors. And Andrew Breitbart said, and that's the way we're going to win. We're happy. They're miserable. That is how we win. Ladies and gentlemen, we were born free men and women, and we're going to stay that way. We're going to stay that way because we have our priorities correct. God, family, country. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Benny Johnson. Have a great weekend.